Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Otherwise. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty pretty great. You know, I was just in Kansas City a week ago, Minneapolis this week, and they're all still not nearly as hot as they're in Florida. You know? Yeah. You Florida know, I did, a lot of traveling. I did a lot of traveling this week myself. I, I came in, uh, I was in Tennessee, Nashville for about 24 hours, and then came right back down for, for like a business meeting. So I'm a little tired from all this travel, but not as much as you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have time to talk about the most horrific Uber experience I ever had in my life because we have much more important things to talk about today. Yeah, we actually have a really, really good episode planned today. Uh, so we have a really, really special guest um, coming on. His name is Matthew Woodward, and you've probably heard him before if you've been in digital marketing for any amount of time. I mean, he's kind of a known entity. You know, I don't really like to use the word like SEO celebrities, but they're, they're sort of are uh, when, you're, when you're in this space for a long time. And it's just kind of known people that produce a lot of content and provide a lot of insight uh, into the industry. And, you know, we have one on today. So everyone sit tight. It's going to be a great episode. What's up, Matt? He's over here with us. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on. That's a a pretty solid intro. I I hope I do it justice. Oh, no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I I know that a lot of our listeners are super into SEO. So a lot are going to be like, wow, you guys got a legitimate guest for once. Really, really stand up, (laughs) fellas. Many your word, finally. Um, Well, I'm not sure everyone will agree with that, but. (laughs) uh, That's okay. They can can put it wherever. But but, so the ones that don't uh, really know your background, your expertise, um, why don't you just kind of give everyone a little bit of rundown of your background? Uh, okay, so I've been well. I've been building websites for as long as I could deliver newspapers because that's how I was paying for the server back in well before YouTube, before Google. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, a long time, a longer than <laughs> yeah, really I've forgotten. I've forgotten, I've forgotten so much that I've learned over that time. You know, um, you know, it, you know, I, we, I, I was doing things before link building was a thing. Um, I like to refer to those as the uh, the Lycos days, right? You know, yeah, was- the, the the good days, the 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 ten thousand percent keyword density days. But you know, so I've seen it all over the years. Things have come and gone, and uh, yeah, I've had good successes. I've had failures. I've had things that popped. I've had things that got penalized. I've yeah, I've 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 done it all. Um, so. You know, going from uh, before I did things for myself full time, I was in the corporate world and we all know that sucks. So uh, (laughs) I had great success with e-commerce, some big brands. I was able to learn a lot using other people's money. So that was cool. And, uh, you know, eventually corporate world took the took the leap. And for the last 10 years or so, I've just been focused on growing my empire, learning selling resetting starting a blank and you know uh progressing progressing through the ranks so to speak all right so to our listeners out there if you guys want to learn how to do it from the the affiliate side up to just seo in general we're going to have some good tips uh in this podcast yeah Yeah, hopefully you're going to all be walking away with some things to implement 
Yeah. One thing I want to say is, yeah, I was definitely going pretty thoroughly uh, into your website and your, your blogs and the different funnels you have on your website to kind of come up with some of these questions. And I'm like, I'm never going to have this much content to provide to people like in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's massive. Uh, actually, <laughs> so that's pretty you know, cool. I, was, I was going through that, that stuff today and I was looking at that and like your YouTube and I was really like, thinking about just how much content that is. Cause like sometimes, you know, writing like, one blog post a week for me is like kind of like pulling teeth and I sort of like put it off. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, cause you have so much of it and obviously you've accrued a lot over a matter of years, like doing it, but like, what's your content creation process like though? Do you like upload all, like, do you front load it and do a bunch of it at one time? Or you like space it out. Okay. So, um, Content's broken down into a couple of areas. At the moment, I'm working on more of a static SEO guide, which will take people from literally the question, what is SEO, all the way through to being able to build their first campaign. That's more evergreen content that should have some sticking time. Right now, all of the keyword research done is done and published. All of the on-page stuff is done and published. And next week, I'm going to publish all of the link building stuff. That's something we've been working on for, well, quite a while. Um, but the, the, the blog was lacking that evergreen start from fresh and, and, and how to, to end up with results step-by-step step, uh, sequence. The second type of content that I like to produce is some more of the more advanced and, and in-depth stuff, um, things that's working now that might not necessarily work in the future, um, deep dives into SEO audits, case studies with based on data, um, and, and, and really deep dive into the technical side of things. So the two types of content together should support each other and, and take people from SEO newbie to, but also appeal to the advanced SEO that, that, that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, it's um, a, kind of a journey. Yeah, you're trying to take people on, which is great. Yeah, I'm trying to create the, the, an all-in-one learning resource. <clears throat> yeah, that, yeah, that's fantastic. One thing I was, I was going to say is that, uh, Paul, I'm impressed that uh, we have a list of questions and that wasn't even a question that was on our list. So I guess that's going to be hey, that I'm kind sorry. of, I, you know, that I'm kind of interview. For my own because <laughs> I really was, I saw it and I was like, damn, that's a lot of yeah i mean a lot of the content is is yeah i'm always testing things looking at things playing with things so a lot of it comes from that and a lot of it comes from just looking in forums and communities and, and what people are asking what pe what problems are people having at the moment and uh, that, that really is the foundation of it i'm how can i leverage my knowledge to help people's problems really that's that is the strategy yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of like on a side note so um i'm going to mention this this isn't a question either but i will proceed with the question um i was actually reading uh rand fiskin's book lost and founder it's okay. appropriate because you know he's like seo dude and i live in seattle now and felt, felt like it was the right thing to do and he <laughs> said that when he was uh starting off um he wrote um something like four or five times um a week um, mm -hmm. And he said he didn't really even start getting any traction or organic traffic until he wrote somewhere like 2,000 blogs. <laughs> where, where, where did you start to see it? This 2,000 to me sounds like outrageous. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if that's just like a little, a little too arduous or it adds to the, the journey or it's just a little exaggerated or not. I don't know. 
I mean, I was, I was, um, I mean, if you want to call it luck, if, 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 if you believe in that, um, the, the second month of the blog, it got 4,000 visitors, but from tiered link building stra- videos, mm. um, which was just a series of six videos. So I can't say it took me <laughs> 2000 posts with the Matthew Woodward blog. Um, but Again, it depends how how you're doing it. You know, if I'm building out a niche site, I'm certainly not writing two thousand pages of content before I start seeing results. You know, <laughs> if, at most I've got fifteen or twenty pages, and I'm 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 looking for some kind of traction. I, I, and if I ain't hitting it, I ain't writing one thousand nine hundred eighty more posts. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, can you imagine if it was like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, and still nothing was happening? Yeah, the amount I mean, of dedication. I might have been exaggerating, but it definitely sounded like it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds before. Look, there's, um, there's, there's no denying getting any, like, because my blog's a blog of passion. Let me tell you, the amount of resources that go into creating it versus the amount of profit that comes out of it is by far the worst performing web asset in my year. <laughs> like, by a long, long, long way. If, you know, if I had, like, investors that, they tell me to shut it down. <laughs> so it takes a lot of effort to get things off the ground. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's dive into some of these actual questions, right? This is, this is we, you know, we don't want to throw too many of uh, these at you without letting you. Um, there are fun ones. Now they're not. Fun ones, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess one of the first ones, right, is, you know, you kind of have a, a couple of major funnels um, on your website. Um, and so, you know, some of it's like around blogging and the other is sort of like how to make money online, um, which, you know, I'm a big believer in like when you're, when you're an SEO, even if you're in-house for like a large company, you should be developing these skill sets and like the long-term goal should be able to, you should be able to support yourself like through your yes. own ventures, kind of like what you've, what you've done. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm sorting, uh, based off your audience, you get more people that are just interested in like making traffic increase th- for their blogs or they like want to dive in like head first into like affiliate marketing or making money online. Okay. So I've got, um, a mix of people and life started as an SEO blog. Um, well, it didn't even really start as an SEO blog. It, it had no plan, but mostly it went in the direction of SEO. I was just sharing my learnings and knowledge and it spanned a few areas, but mostly focused on, on, on SEO. Um, why am I, why do those funnels exist and why are they structured in the way that they are is because um, I literally just asked my reader base, what, which subject categories do you enjoy most? You know, check all, apply, uh, SEO, traffic generation, making money, blogging, conversion, social media, that kind of things. And my audience literally told me what they wanted. And uh, the, the, the top ones were SEO, traffic generation, blogging, and making money online, except I didn't call yeah. it making money online. Sounds spammy. I called it work. <laughs> yeah. A really good way to put it, actually. Everyone should say that. How do you work and then get money from, from that online? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, because I was like, oh, God damn it, how am I going to put a, <laughs> money online without being spammy? Maybe I could call it hustle, you know, Gary V it. Nah, that sounds spammy as well. Oh, man, like, dropping the Gary V on this like, podcast. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, I can't go with that. And 
you know, one of the, 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 the things I hate about the, the SEO world and generally I'm making money online is the fact that it's so commonly missold as the magic easy pill to making a ton of money. So I decided my make money online would be called work, meaning you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> what a novel idea, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so that's how the, 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 the funnels kind of came about. Um, and not funnels just in email funnels, but funnels in terms of the content, you know, they go from the homepage, what do you want to do? Increase search traffic, start start a blog and then dive into that. And it's like, okay, well, do you need to know what is SEO? Do you need to know what is keyword research? What, what do you need to know? And, and it, it dials down into that. Um, I think that one of as, as SEOs and one of the biggest mistakes SEOs make is the forgetting about the human element. Like how many SEOs actually survey survey the audience that they're speaking to to see what content they want, what are your preferred methods of learning, uh, what do you like, what you don't like about the site. Um, it's very easy to get distracted by tools and automation and forget about the human element when you when you do an SEO for a site. Um, you know, but SEO encompasses content, keywords, everything human. And, and as SEOs, we kind of cut the human out. Uh, yeah. You, you kind of forget about the, uh, the end. You, like these are actually human beings, you know, at the yeah. end of, that are trying to get information. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's easy to be like, Oh, I only got 50 visitors and, and kind of diminish it. But if you were in a room of 50 people that were all stood staring at you, listening to what you had to say, uh, that feels very different to just looking at, oh, I had 50 visits on Google Analytics today, you know, but yeah. it's the same thing. And, and we often forget about that. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Cause I, I don't really consider my background was really n never marketing when I got into this and I was, was drawn to the technical side of things. And so when I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm driving traffic. I never, I'm like, I'm not a marketer, so I don't really care about the rest. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. you definitely do. <laughs> it's yeah. user experience. It's tell, it's telling the story. And I'm, I never thought until like, not even that long ago, like a couple of years ago, like you got to tell a story. And then the second we started doing that conversion started going up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's SEOs like the, the, the convergence of, of all things, digital marketing, um, you know, from code to copywriting to telling a story to everything. It's, it, 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 it's a combination of everything. And, uh, unfortunately what gets left out of that far too much is a human. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the best point is that you made really is you don't see them. You can't put a face to it. So it's easy to like detach yourself from like a visitor who is a person. Yes. Yeah. And uh, as SEOs, we're particularly prone to that because we're so obsessed with data and tools and analysis and oh yes, and, and, and all the rest of that. We're the, we're the wrong personality type, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we are. So um, this is a question that I've definitely been excited about asking and it has... Um, it kind of like goes back to a lot of things that Paul talk about and I talk about in our podcast and it's definitely focusing a little bit on Bing. So when Paul and I talk about traffic and search engines, we always, we always just like skip right over it. We're talking about Bing and people bring it up. We're like, don't even worry about it. Skip over it. Google, Google. That's all. That's all there is. But um, on your website, you definitely put an emphasis on Bing. So that makes me take a step back and I was like, okay, what's Matt know that I don't? 
about what's <laughs> happening in Bing. So I definitely would love to know your like um, your take on kind of it being an opportunity nowadays, whether it be organic or whether it be um, their paid options. Okay, I'm not going to tell you that you should focus on Bing over Google because you shouldn't. But sure. Bing Bing is growing. Its market share is growing. And it has been growing consistently for the last 10 years. Now, whether Bing is useful to you is a very personal question, but we have data to answer that question. Jump into Google Analytics, look at your traffic sources, and look, how does Bing's traffic compare to Google? Does it bounce more? Are they visiting more pages? How does it convert? And just look yourself, you know, no two sites are the same. Now, for me, I often find that Bing traffic is converting better, spends more time on pages, visits more pages and so forth. But the, the volume just isn't there to say, yes, you should really target Bing. But you should certainly consider Bing and have it as part of your strategy. And people ignore Bing to the point that, did you know that Bing's got its own version of authorship? No. No. Okay, sign up to Bing Webmaster Tools. There's uh, an area called, I think it's called Connected Pages or Connected Profiles in a Site Explorer. Go and connect all those up. Little things like that will have a big difference. Um, the Bing team are generally pretty SEO friendly. They have their own SEO analysis tool that you can run and, and find issues that you might not consider when, when um, ranking for Google. Um, so, you know, there's opportunities there that are quick wins, quick things to integrate. I've got a more detailed post and video on my, uh, on my YouTube channel about it, but it, it is often ignored. And I think it is a great opportunity for people, but it's not, you know, you should, certainly shouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to rank for Bing and not Google. <laughs> I got you. I, I think that Paul and I have still been doing a little bit of disservice by saying, don't even freaking think about it. <laughs> so let's uh, rephrase that a little bit. Well, yeah, actually- I mean, it, it, it might not be right for everyone. You might look at how the traffic performs and think, yeah, screw that. But you might look at it and be like, oh, well, okay, the conversion rate's double than what Google brings. This is something that we should pay attention to. Mm. And you might not do it through SEO. Paid traffic from Bing is super, super, super cheap, like one, two, three cents clicks on popular keywords that in Google you'd be paying five, 10, $15 for. So opportunity is there. Everyone ignores it. Um, you're right, it is very rare for someone to, 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 to say, you know, open your eyes. Uh, but have a look to see how the traffic performs for you. There's some quick wins there. Uh, monitor that if you want to. If you want to scale that, just just buy the traffic and see how it performs for a little while before you decide, and uh, and, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually in a situation like that right now. Um, so the company that I work in, Housework, um, everything, their entire niche was blocked. Uh, removed from, from Google AdWords, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can't show any anything in Google Ads for any of those keywords anymore. Okay. You know, you know kind of like what happened to, um, like, it's definitely not payday loans, but sort of what, what happened with, like, payday loans, like, a few years ago, they kind of, like, got rid of all of that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're in a situation now where, like, the, there's been a lot of uh, fraud in, like, the industry, and they're trying to uh, come up with a system to, to get approvals set in place. But mm-hmm. everything's been demonetized over there. You know, we're, 
they come to Matt, they were spending, you know, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars uh, a month on, wow. on ads. So we've had to like kind of move that spend to some other areas, and you know, we're, we've started up with Bing. And so far, I mean, you know, the you're not gonna have the same volume because it's just, you know, it's not Google. Yeah. But you know, like you said, those those keywords are a whole lot cheaper. Um, yeah. so if there's some money, you can still get some good results. You don't have the competition. You, you just like, and I think most people that are using Bing are people that don't know how to install Firefox and Chrome. Those people generally have money. That's, that's <laughs> you know, that like, IE crowd? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there ain't, ain't no like under 30 year old using Bing and Internet Explorer by choice. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be real lazy. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's the same with everything. There's no black and white, yes or no, should you target Bing? It depends on your business, your current data. The quick wins are there. Yeah, the volume's not there, but neither's a competition. So uh, in, in, in some niches, you only need a handful of leads to make a ton of money. And, and in that respect, the volume is there. Yeah, I have one quick story about Bing, Bing ads since very recent and might as well mention it that uh, occasionally I'll help the lawyers. My background is legal marketing um, and you know, professional services, and whatnot. And so every once in a while, there'll be like a mass tour, like this one thing that, you know, a bunch of lawyers want to hop on and just, you know, sue a bunch of people, make a crap ton of money at once. And the next, uh, one of the hotter things right now is like e-cigarettes. <laughs> They're finally figuring out that people die from them. Can you believe it? Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and vaping that might be bad for your health. So, you know, you try, um, bidding on some of the, the brands on Google. And once you get past the e-cigarette, you're like, no, I'm not selling tobacco products. It's like a legal service. They're cool with that part. But you start bidding on like the uh, brand names. They're like, absolutely not. You have to have like a reseller account. You have to be like approved to do it. So they just completely stonewalled on Google. You go over to Bing, some of these <laughs> brand, brand names, and same thing, you'll go through like the process, like oh, e-cigarettes, whatever. And I said, no, it's legal services. And and then you'll say like, I want to bet on the uh, bit on the the brand now. And they're like, okay, cool, go for it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> thank you, fine. Well, good opportunity for anyone listening. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the opportunity is there. Cure ads as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so you know this uh, podcast being SEO is dead and other lies, right? <laughs> yeah, you know you hear all the time. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions and lies out there about SEO nowadays. Uh, what do you believe uh, are some of like the most common ones? Oh, wow. How long we got? <laughs> you guys got anything else booked after this? <laughs> no, I got four hours for clear. Uh, why don't you give us a, a, like maybe like uh, two, two okay. at the top? My biggest gripe has got to be white hat SEO and black hat SEO. Both of those, if you identify as a white hat SEO or a black hat SEO, let me tell you, you're an idiot. <laughs> the reason you're an idiot is because the black hat, white hat thing is an argument of human ethics and morals, which is actually completely cannibalizing. And I'll explain why in a moment. Look, there's a Google search algorithm. It's a computer and it's looking for certain metrics. All our job is as SEOs is to give it the metrics it wants but for some reason we got our stupid little human egos in the way and made a divide and you've got to either be white hat or black hat and there's no crossover and uh, like it's just ridiculous like if, if you tell me that you're a black hat seo i think you're an idiot why because you only understand half of the game the same as if you tell me you're a white hat seo you're an idiot the fact that you identify with that 
like, oh, I'm a white hat. It, it makes you ignorant of anything black hat. You don't want to know about it. You turn your nose up at it. It's below you, right? And if you yeah. identify as a black hat SEO, it's the other way around. Mm, white hat, I don't want to know about it. So yeah, that, it creates ignorance, which in turn stops you from growing and learning and, 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 and all of that. So this is what's funny for me. White hat SEO traditionally, you know, has come full circle. Uh, white hat link building. Um, what, what even is that? Like link buildings against Google guidelines. What's white hat link building? There isn't. There, there isn't any white hat link building, right? There isn't. It, so like, nature, what are you even uh, talking about? You, you, you're literally saying white hat, black hat when you say that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? I, I couldn't so, agree more, honestly. Um, I, I was, someone was asking this question the other day and they were, they were talking about, you know, buying links and they were shocked that you could buy links and that it was wrong. And, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure how that's any better than just spamming a bunch of people's inboxes and asking for a link. You know? Okay, so let, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about outreach because mm -hmm. that is the white hat link building tactic of choice, outreach. And 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 anyone who's got the white hat on, hat on really gets on the moral high ground about this. I don't know how many outreach emails you guys send, but let me tell you. Very rarely do they <laughs> end in a free link placement. If I send outreach emails, I'm sending with the expectation I'm going to have to pay, right? Because yeah. that's how it works. Free guest posts now or free anything to do with a link is like rare. People know they have value. So white hat link building and outreach in essence, it's just buying links. That's all it is. Yeah. Buying links, and that's black hat as it goes. That's like the like. So that's why it's come full circle. White hat SEOs now are in essence buying links at scale while holding a nose up in the air, like, "Ooh, I'm white hat." <laughs> and it's, it, Your black yeah. hat with a, with an inbox. <laughs> like that, which, which, yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's an amazing point considering it's like do you want to just go to like this third party straight up buy links. You get the links, or do you want to hire someone in house so you're paying a salary, which is essentially just paying for links in a in a roundabout way. And then yeah, what even, that makes you feel that better? Person's going to do the outreach, and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, guest posts with do follow links fifty dollars." Oh yeah, you're buying links at the end of it. That's what you're doing. Like, when did anyone like free guest posts are just so few and far between now that it is what it is. In fact, black hats just buy links. With guest posting, not only have I got to buy the link, I've got to write the content. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's, it's endless. Yeah. Well, um, with more steps, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, in the end, if, if, you, if you are on either side of the black, I'm a black hat SEO or I'm a white hat SEO defense, um, you're an idiot. Like, you're creating a divide that only serves to stop your own learning and progress. Yeah. If, I, Second, you build a link. It's by traditional labels, black hat. That's it. Like, so stop arguing about it. Just, just give the algorithm what it wants. It's yeah. simple. That's it. I think, you know, you just you got to experiment. You got to experiment with everything. See if it works. And if it works, you know, keep doing it until you got to change. Um, and that's you know, it. is it? It's morally wrong because Google says so. I mean, that's kind of. That's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an algorithm. It's a computer algorithm looking for certain metrics. What? Who decided we're going to apply human morals and ethics to that? It's like yeah. ridiculous. And even so, like, a link's a link. Like, it's a link. Why are we arguing over that? It's not the slave trade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just, 
just if you're a white hat open your eyes if you're a black hat open your eyes forget those labels just just focus on giving the algorithm what it wants and experiment with what that is because that changes over time um and how you do it really is up to you i'm, I'm glad that i only did outreach i probably did about 20 outreach emails in my entire existence which i'm pretty happy about and i think that, <laughs> that i did it like six seven years ago is the only time i did it and i was working in-house and i read you know a, a a good comprehensive article about how to do links. And then it was the old, you know, use this tool and find broken links on people's websites and then they'll repair the link or, or they'll link to you because you'll provide, you know, the whole thing. You know, they were linking to this authority the link I, broke. I, then you relink it to, to your, one of your properties. That works. If you can do it systemized and at scale, that is really effective. Even to this day, that's a great link building strategy. I did it then. Work. I did it then. I got discouraged and I just stopped after like a couple of days, but typically not that kind of SEO. Yeah. But well, I don't know. In a couple of days, you should have been out. There should have been like 500 emails go out at least. (laughs) Um, You're a bad worker, Ryan. (laughs) I got got better. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's, funny those old school like simple things work you know if you just pay attention to the basics if you just do the the very basics right eventually you'll see success and you know you laugh but the broken link building great great strategy it's really effective wait wait, you heard it here broken link still works (laughs) maybe better than uh guest posting maybe it's providing more value who knows yeah well guest posting let's just it's 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 buying links now isn't it yeah (laughs) it it used to be really out of control though i remember um when it really like took off um that's probably around like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were you were just getting links anywhere that would accept a free guest post, right? Like, uh, it didn't really matter what you read. Oh, hey, it's a yoga blog. I, I sell uh, car parts. That's fine. Throw throw a link on there. I'll write something for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so ridiculous, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And and the trend at that time, people were creating write for us pages solely so that, like, as a strategy for them not to have to write their own content. You know, they oh, were like. Sure. Yeah, oh, that's, that's why we search that. We would search them. right for us. And, uh, exactly. And and bloggers knew that, and they knew if they didn't want to write their own content, they just need to create that page. So, uh, you know, that's, what, that's why, it <laughs> why it exploded. The two things fed each other, and uh, then bloggers were like, huh, maybe we can make them pay to write our content. <laughs> Brilliant. It was a brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been offered cash like on the agency website and like other stuff. I'm like, that's just a little uh, too bizarre for me. Do you even know who you're talking to? Um, so, um, so do you want to do one more one more myth? Is there anything else top of mind? Um. This is a good podcast event on. You know. The the the. It's not really a myth, but it's it's something common that I see. It's a common recurring theme. Uh, it's more, it, it, it's, right, tons of people come to, to, to my blog for SEO help and they comment and they, and they ask me to look at their sites and, and everything else. People never seem to put the effort into building a foundation that Google would love or Google or even humans love with their site. The the, the overall quality of sites that I see and the content within them is just terrible in in general. (laughs) It's very rare that I see a site and I'm like, wow, great job, buddy. Like, um, and people are obsessed with link building. Like they're like, Oh, I built this site. It's not ranking. How many links do I need to build? I'm like, (laughs) 
Yeah, well, <laughs> a million. The, 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 the links aren't the problem, and but they don't want to hear that, you know. Um, and that's evident when I send out broadcast emails. If I send a new link building strategy, everyone's like, the open rate's high, the click-through rate's high. If I send something about on-page or audit or anything that invokes a person that is responsible for it, the open and click-through rate dies. Like, people just don't care. So there's, de there's a definite issue in that um, I see people are wrongly obsessed with link building when they haven't built a foundation that Google loves or even any intelligent human could love um, first. Um, and I like to think of it like if you were opening a store in the high street, a real store, and you had an opening day, on that opening day, it's likely you'd have all the shop fitted really nicely, the shelves right, all the products perfect, like everything lined up nice and neat, everything, you know, all the milk would be together in one place, all the, you know, all the drinks would be in one place, all the vegetables would be, you know, everything would be categorized and, and organized nicely. And you'd open a store and people would come in, find a certain, and, and, and buy. People don't apply do that on on a website. They don't they don't consider that you should be treating a, your digital business the same way that you treat a real business. And yeah. the the overall just the overall quality is I just see is shocking, and that ties into the fact that I see so many bad foundations, so many bad sites with poor content, poor on page SEO, and then from the other side. When I'm sending out emails to my list, I see that no one really wants to read that content. <laughs> I'm like, huh, yeah, uh, well. Mm. I think <laughs> there's like a, uh, I wouldn't even necessarily say a misconception because it is kind of true. There's a, there's a lot more work to be put into learning like UX and, and how people interact with sites. And, you know, there's a lot of like testing that can go along with that. And I think just the, the overall knowledge level from you know in digital marketing uh, on those uh, aspects is is kind of low you know yeah like like link building is like a pretty easy concept to understand and you know for a small amount of money you can go and you can buy some links and you can feel like maybe it's going to make a change for you right but yeah. to really like it's like, a lot, it's like buying a lot of ticket <laughs> yeah you know but you really got to kind of put in some work and you got to read things and you kind of have to experiment and you got to you know it's work uh to do it and at the end of the day i think a lot of people just don't want to put that amount of work into it yeah yeah well I, I i guess we kind of touched on that's why i call my how to make money section work <laughs> yeah, otherwise it'd just be my links yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know link building look there's no argument link backlinks are the number one ranking factor they are but that is amplified 10 times when you've built a foundation that google and humans love first we did a, a, a case study in a health niche and actually it's, it's published on the blog and we 14 times the search traffic in eight months in, and you know, that's taken it from a few thousand to 50,000 of qualified high, you know, highly qualified leads. And during that time, we only built 76 links and we were competing with big, big, big brands, big, big, big brands. And we only built 76 links. But what we did was we upgraded all of the content and we actually made it useful. So even though we only built 76 links, over the course of the campaign, it attracted 400. 
Now, yeah. if you did the math on how much it would have cost to go out and buy, create, or however it is that you like to go out and do it, to go and uh, acquire those extra 320 links, it far, far, far outweighs the cost of upgrading the content. Yeah, and you're going to get way better links. You're going to get yeah, because, that aren't even yes, possible because yeah, exactly. People are going to come to the page and are going to link to it naturally because no one likes linking to a lemon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's got it's got to be link worthy, and 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 people aren't putting that effort into the foundation. So, like, it, 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 it's almost like a having having building that foundation is like having an amplifier for your SEO efforts. Absolutely, because yeah. One link suddenly ends up becoming ten links. <laughs> yeah, so, and, uh, traffic's only good if it converts, you know. Um, yeah, of course. So, of course. Um, so that's not really a myth, but one of those common things that I see. People are so obsessed with link building they can't see the woods for the trees. You got to build a foundation that Google loves and people love before anything else. And when you do that, your link building and all your other efforts will be amplified ten times, and you'll end up spending so much less budget just by getting the foundations and the basics right before you run off and start worrying about link building. So, so if I can piggyback off your, your analogy you did not too long ago with the store that you're stocking all the shelves, and I've been uh -huh. guilty of this in the past. The, the way I think we can maybe summarize this is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to stock the shelves because they're like, well, what's the point of doing all this until I get people in the store? So it's like, you know, if I start seeing traffic come in, if I start seeing people walk in, yeah, I'll start stocking everything. And then you're mm -hmm. sitting there in the place of the sh shelves are barren, but still there's no traffic. And then you're wondering what's going on. And it turns out, that all those people found out that you didn't bother stocking your shelves and that's why they're not coming. Exactly. Like if you, if you walked into like a, a really terrible restaurant, you're like, Whoa, oh, out. And, and you know, like you got to treat it like you were building a real business. You've got to think about that experience and okay. I wouldn't go writing 2000 blog posts around the Fishkin style, but I definitely make sure I had at least 15, 20 pieces of really solid, genuinely helpful problem solving content, you know, that really was a strong linkable asset. The kind of thing that if anyone looked at it, they were like, yeah, I'm going to link to that. I, you've got to build that base. And if you build a few of those, you see which grabs attraction and then you can start expanding and, 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 and throwing the gas on the fire. But you got, you got to open your store and it's got to look good. You know, you, you, you can't just throw up a lemonade stand on the side of the road anymore. <laughs> That's for the little kids. <laughs> We're adults here. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, so that, that was that was a mess. I covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we went into, yeah, no, we're 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 good, you know. Um, you know, as far as that that goes, um, you know, I might edit some some of this part just for us to discuss. If you want to proceed with another couple of questions, or do you have whatever you want to hit me, <laughs> Paul, Paul, you want to ask one more question? Uh, I got two um, that we can ask. We'll, we'll talk about the Ahrefs and Majestic. But that's a pretty interesting topic. <laughs> okay. And then um, that one we'll, stuck out to me, so I want to throw it in here. Yeah. And then we'll end with um, what your suggestions would be uh, niche wide for affiliate um, for you know like some options. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. Yeah. All right. So you know, recently um, you had an article 
kind of ta- uh, talking about a winner between Ahrefs and Majestic. You know, if, if you don't know what Ahrefs and Majestic are, uh, if you're a listener, you know, check them out. They're, they're pretty well-known tools in, in the industry. They both do some pretty interesting things. But you declared a winner between the two. So can you tell us a little about the study that you did and how you came to a winner? Okay, so this is a test I've repeated two or three times. And it started, I, I created a best backlink checkers test just to see who had the best database. I only ran it across three or four of my sites. There was like five backlink checkers. I published the post and um, Majestic took issue with it. They said that I was biased, my data set was small, blah, 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 blah all the rest of it. Um, and they were right. Everything that they said was Right. Um, I can argue with it. So I decided to take the two winners of the test, Majestic and Ahrefs. And uh, actually, it was funny. They said that I was biased that Ahrefs won. But actually, the people that came last in the test had literally the week before given away thousands of dollars worth of prizes to my audience. And then I was like, "Uh, so, yeah, thanks for that. But you came last in that publishing. Uh, So it was funny that Majestic claimed bias because I literally had to have that conversation. That's hilarious. Um, So then I decided, okay, yeah they had points so i took the two winners of the test ahrefs and majestic and majestic published a majestic million it's the million domains that they know the most about it's what they consider the most popular million domains on the internet and it tells you how many backlinks are tracking for each of those and other bits of data so i took the majestic million and then using a testing methodology created by Majestic, I then took the Ahrefs data for the million domains, compared them, and it turned out that Ahrefs knows significantly more about the Majestic million than Majestic does. Um, so you can imagine how that went when I published it. <laughs> you, got, you got backlinks from both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, I got backlinks from a bunch of places. And, uh, <laughs> some selected words uh, and, maj- and, maj- and majestic <laughs> some email backlinks that the email well, sent you um. well, all i did was they pointed out the flaws in my experiment they were right so i fixed it reran the experiment and then they still lost so I, <laughs> like uh but this time they lost on an undeniable scale <laughs> they should have just left it um, so then I repeated the test and uh, it turns out Majestic have grown a little bit. They do now know a little bit more, but Ahrefs is still a clear winner. Now, it's important to say when I'm declaring a winner, I'm clearly saying winner in terms of who's reporting the most amount of links in their database. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the best backlink checker tool because if the data is not fresh, if the data is not accurate, um, if how the data is presented, is the data presented in a usable format uh, and such things all contribute to what the best backlink checker is. But in terms of database size, Ahrefs has a significant significant lead over Majestic. Um, now, you might have been seeing that Moz and SEMrush have been making lots of noise that their backlink database is the biggest. Uh, SEMrush selected 100 domains for their test. Now, hell, if I selected 100 domains, I could yeah, I, I could build a tool and have that win tomorrow. Um, so then Moz were like, oh, well, you, you only selected 100 domains. We've done it with 1,000, and now we're the best. And I'm like, yeah, well, I could do that as well. 
hundred thousand. It's not really, <laughs> not really here or there. You're literally just pulling the same trick and calling each other out on it. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the million domain test of Ahrefs, Majestic, Semrush, Moz, and SEO Spyglass to really um, find out. Uh, who has the best data bit or the biggest link database. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the best backlink checker because there's lots of other elements that go into that decision. Uh, so that's probably going to cause a few waves when I publish that because I've got the data. So. Well, yeah, if there are two this time, uh, this time, you know, they get five and yeah. <laughs> that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, reading the results of the test for sure. Yeah. I'm probably going to go into hiding for a little bit for my own safety after I publish oh, that. No, well, you, should, you should go like on a, on a publicity tour, <laughs> all, your, all your findings. <laughs> and, I, and I know just, just personally, I mean, I've never done a test, but I always thought that Ahrefs from a backlink standpoint um, was way more comprehensive uh, than the other tool sets. I mean, they all do kind of something pretty well and like different areas, right? But yeah. you're kind of just basing this test just on that. I always thought they had a much better historical index of, of like backlinks. Yeah, but Ahrefs, I'm finding that it's not exactly the freshest data. And when they're reporting, it was last updated two days ago. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing that that's the case. Mm. Um, for example, if you compare like what they say on their front end versus archive.org record, you can see that, okay, maybe you crawled it two days ago, but you haven't updated the database with the data you found yet. Mm. Like, so that crawl, or there's something, there's, 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 you know, and, and it's telling me all the time, oh, this link's broken, this link's broken. And I go and look and it's it's not broken. And yeah, you can say, well, maybe the page was down at the time and, and whatnot, but it's happening at such frequency, at such volume that, that something's not working right. So yeah. um, yes, Ahrefs does have the biggest database based on my tests. It is the tool, I, if, if I only had the money to buy one tool, it is the tool I would buy to look up anything to do with backlinks and anything like that. But at the same time, you know, there are other alternatives and uh, that present data different ways and, and sometimes it's just a, a, a thing of personal preference. Certainly all of the tools find the best backlinks. You know, just because Ahrefs finds all the backlinks, it might just find all the good ones, but then a million spammy ones that you don't even want anyway. So just because it finds the most, it doesn't mean it finds the most usable data. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we got it here. Ahrefs for now uh, until further test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait till Tomas is, is in the boxing arena. It'd be awesome. I'm really, I'm really looking for that article. I'm going to have an alert for that one. Oh but, yeah. Uh, make them ring for doggy snuggies and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. The passion. These, these are my people, man. I'm out in Seattle. They're going to make me look bad. Um, so, um, you know, let's just say, you know, we're going to have one more question, but I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that we were able to discuss uh, a variety of very interesting topics thus far. And um, we, we cover a lot of ground SEO, a lot about link building, a lot about uh, the ethics involved with SEO and uh, labeling yourself things that are completely irrelevant, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, one thing that we definitely want to conclude with um because this is, you know, a lot of the information you provide and I don't think that we technically went into it too much, but, you know, affiliate and uh, you do speaking on uh, one of the places you just spoke at affiliate summit and, um, you know, affiliate marketing is something that Paul and I don't really talk about a whole lot. So 
obviously we can have a little bit of your input. And as far as uh, some of our listeners that are a little bit more in that, that field or looking to get in there, um, what are some interesting niches that you think someone that is looking to do some affiliate might find themselves uh, having a little success in? Okay, so uh, well, sorry to correct you, but it was affiliate world. Um, oh, Paul, you, sorry. you wrote it in here. And, and actually, <laughs> rubbing, it in here. rubbing the salt in the wound, I applied to speak at affiliate summit, and they denied me. So, uh, yeah, Paul, he, he, he totally did that on purpose. Yeah. I'm like reading it here, and it's like he's he's editing it as we're speaking right now. Like it makes a difference, right? Affiliate world, because you just spoke at affiliate summit. That's hilarious. Okay, anyway. Take a step back. This never happened. Okay, so 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 um, I love that conference because there's not many SEOs there, um, and uh, you know you speak to some dude that's sending eight million emails a day, and you're like, wow, what? Like mind blowing to me, you know. But then I, I I tell him about outreach and stuff, and he's like, whoa, that's cool, you know. So I really like that. You, you don't you don't get those learnings from SEO conferences. It, it's why you don't see me at many SEO conferences actually. <laughs> um, but your question was really about you know, if you're starting out as an affiliate right now, what niche should you go into? Now, there's two two types of people. There's people that are doing this kind of thing for the first time. They're just learning. They're just getting to grips. They, they don't really know how to write good content yet. They don't know about how to monetize, you know. And, and then there's people that are intermediate or advanced and have got a good understanding. Now, if you're intermediate or advanced, you don't need to worry about niche selection too much or whichever is the most profitable based on your analysis and, and your research right but if you're just starting out and you're learning what really 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 helps is that you go into a niche that you can relate to because it's likely you're going to be learning a lot of your lessons a hard way especially when it comes to writing content and it really helps if you're writing about something you care about so the exercise that you should do to find the niche you should go into is just get a pen and paper and write down a list of three things that you like, three things that you're bad at, and three things that you want to learn about. In that list of nine things is your niche. Which one you select? Well, now you need to go and do some research, do some Google searches, look at what competitors exist, what you like about the sites, what you don't like about the sites. How are they making money? Banner ads, have they got affiliate products? Is it Amazon links? Have they got their own product? Do they sell consultation? Do they sell services? What is it that they're doing to generate revenue? And just spend time researching each niche, going through it and making notes, making notes, making notes. And after a couple of days or so, you'll know which is the right niche for you. You'll feel it. You'll be, you'll just know. Um, and, if, and if you're just starting out, that's, that's the process that I recommend you, you start from. You start from something personal rather than you start from uh, an, an idea and a tool, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be writing the content, because a lot of times um, the best person to write the content for some, you know, your website is typically you, yeah. um, you know, so, you know, you don't want to like go into a niche and immediately start outsourcing all the content. You don't even know if it's good yeah. or not, or it's going to speak to yeah. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to learn the lessons the hard way. You, you, you will learn a lot of lessons with content. Like you'll start picking up copywriting tricks, how to structure things and, and all of that will flow into your other work when you write an email broadcast or ads or you know titles to get clicks on google search results or writing an outreach email all these things that 
you know, you really need to refine your writing skill. And there's no better way to refine your writing skill than a niche site because you're probably going to hate your life after it, but you're going to learn a lot. And then that will give you the ability to process it and outsource it in an effective way. Um, it's hard enough to come up with good stuff that's going to convert if you're interested in it, you know? So if you're yeah. not <laughs> setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me and experienced niche site builders, we don't care about that. It's systemized. It's processed. We've got writer team. We've got a site building team. We've got link building team. Like we got a graphics team. It just, it's just a conveyor bell. It's here's a keyword research. Here's a topic. Here's a questions we need to answer that. These are the posts we're going to monetize. These posts we're going to use to attract links. And it's just a systemized conveyor bell of, of, of a process. So it doesn't like, I'm not, I'm not banging my head against the wall writing about, you know, how to <laughs> import sneakers from China, you know? <laughs> so, you picked it, my niche. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's processed, you see? And so I, I don't have to go through the hard work of those lessons, but I, I had to when I started. And uh, yeah, definitely make it something relevant and personal to you if it's your first one or two or three times of doing things. All right. Well, great advice. Well, Matthew, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. You know, we're, we're really happy that you could be a guest on here. And I think you gave some, some really great insights into the industry um, and just some good uh, takeaways. No, thanks for having me. It's uh, been great sharing it all. And, uh, you know, if anyone listening has any questions or anything, just, just get in touch with me. Um, I'm, I'm generally pretty accessible and, and I'll reply to any questions and comments or problems that you're having. Uh, just let me know and I'll, I'll be there to help you out. Absolutely. No plugs whatsoever. I mean, you got like a, you know, a guide you want people to check out. That's like, uh, you know, fresh off the press. You got any speaking I mean, engagements? Yeah, I got, I got, I can plug things. Look, all I, all I want to do is connect people's problems and solutions and help them build their search traffic. If you, the best way to do that, hit my blog, matthewwoodward.co.uk. There's three categories on there, SEO, blogging, making money online, pick your poison, and uh, and just follow through the tutorials. There's, there's, a, there's a ton of content. There's a ton of videos to work through. Um, I'm accessible to, to, to answer your questions. Uh, if you don't like the idea of doing SEO yourself and you'd rather my team do the hard work for you, no problem. You can hit searchlogistics.com and uh, submit an inquiry through there. We, in fact, there's a ton of, if, if you like case studies, you hit that site and uh, you'll 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 lose a couple of hours because there's a ton of case studies on there for, for you to eat through um and you know the biggest plug for me is just go hit my testimonials page um you'll see that i've helped thousands of people have huge results significant results and uh you know that that's my biggest plug really yeah, cool. i'll give i'll give you one last one this this occurred right before we actually hit record and we were talking about the, the you know, your uh, structure of your agency and search logistics is 100% in house and i asked you don't outsource even someone doing meticulous manual citation submissions directly submissions well and all, you said and you said no yeah all of the no, all of our site building and link building and everything else like that is it's all under control. Yeah, it's um, it's all done by us. Um, if, 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 if I was going to have 
you know, directory submissions done, well, I'd, I'd pass it on to a, a junior VA and have them do it. And if the process didn't exist to do it, I'd have them write the process to do it and do it. And then that process would be used to train future staff. Um, but every everything that we everything that we do is just processed uh, top to bottom. So it really doesn't matter if you're uh, inspecting opportunities for link building or if you're writing content or planning keyword research and site structure. Everything is just a, a systemized process that's easily taught and transferred to other people. Um, so yeah, every, everything's better. Of course, everything's better done in house. You know, um, it's a, the Apple approach. You know, integrated hardware, software. <laughs> you, yeah. If, you, if you've got control over everything, then uh, and you fail, well, you know where the problem is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's very, very impressive in 2019. And uh, Paul's like, Ryan, how do you always find a way to extend the end of a podcast by five minutes every single week? But I always find a way. You already know. You already know. I always ask that last question when you're about to say thanks, everybody, and then it keeps going, just like I'm talking right now. But that, that's it. That's all I got. No, look, systemized process, take control. That's it. We'll, we'll do a podcast on that one day because processes are very important. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, to all our listeners out there, you know, uh, hit us up anytime. We have a lot of options for that. You can go to our Facebook page. Uh, you can leave comments on our YouTube channel, or you can email us directly at seosaidandotherlies at gmail.com. Uh, we respond pretty quickly. You know, we love to have uh, new guests on, and we love to answer your questions. So uh, please hit us up, and be sure to like, share, or subscribe uh, where you see that available. That was beautiful. You didn't even read that from a script or anything, right? Memorize, yeah. Um, that was good. <laughs> yeah, you normally do do that. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for thanks thanks, game has It's been awesome. No, no, no. Thanks for having me. It's an interesting chat. I think we touched lots of different bases, even though we didn't deep dive into anything. Um, hey, we can have you back on. We, you know, yeah, if, you know if, 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 if people come back and, and, and they want it, I mean, I'm in the business of giving people what they want. It's, you know, marketing. <laughs> so, um, you know, even if, if, if you just collected questions or anything like that or, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm always happy to to share right. experience where possible cool sounds great right. well thanks a lot um, this has been another episode of seo's dead and other lies i'm paul, <laughs> paul warren <laughs> i'm ryan klein that's paul warren right. so long till next week bye <laughs> bye <laughs> ciao guys